Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right ear drum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. Welcome to Dimes and Rhymes. With Trace and Brayden, the one and only... Braden and Trace. How are you feeling today, Braden? I'm feeling pretty solid. I'm excited. feeling really good as well. I'm, I'm very excited to start off our first show of the year, you know, talking about some hoops. That's that's really our podcast is a hoop podcast. Mainly hoops. Um, you can tune into us Fridays at 1 p.m. Or if you miss us, you're like, dang, I wasn't able to listen to you on our lunch break. You can tune in. When can you tune in, Braden? Saturdays at 9 p.m. You know, you're out hanging out with your friends. Leave. Go home. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. You need to give it a listen. You're working, working that late night, sh- windy shift, yes. you know, just getting in Graveyard. there on that grill. Just tune us in, you know. Let, give us a listen. Listen to those hot takes that we got, whatever we want to talk about. NBA music, all vibes. Yeah, all vibes. That's really our podcast. Today we got a really cool agenda. We're going to be talking about, you know, kind of our introduction to basketball and music a little bit. Um, some of our favorite NBA teams, not necessarily like the favorites, like our number one pick, but kind of like... Um, teams that we like to watch, teams that we like to follow personal right now. Personal favorites. Yeah, personal favorites. Then we're going to go into some predictions, talking a little bit about Western Conference record predictions, looking mm-hmm. at the over-under lines, and then we're going to end it off pretty well, talking about some tracks we're listening to right now, mm-hmm. some music, some bops. That's right. Yeah, so we're going to start off. Braden, you want to talk a little bit about like what got you into the NBA, what got you into basketball, and, and what really made you passionate about wanting to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I've always been into sports, big sports guy, NFL, basketball, uh, NBA kind of when I was growing up, my brother was a big NBA fan, you know, big fan of the Suns. Interesting pick, but, you know, being from Vegas, we don't have a lot of uh, close teams. You know, you drive three hours, you can watch the Suns. That's a controversial pick right now, the Suns? The Suns. Ooh. But Steve Nash, you know, Amari Stoudemire, oh. Steve Nash. You know. Sean Marion back oh, in the yeah, day. Yeah. Like Jason Richardson used to be on mm. that team, yeah. You old know, Grant Hill, he's like hobbled with like one leg. Team was fun to watch. Yeah, really fun. Team was fun to watch. I have the old Suns jersey, you know. Old Steve Nash, like all-star. Like a throwback Nash jersey. Oh, yeah. Fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I really like the, the California teams, too, because they were just close in proximity. I, did, I didn't know what team to pick. Clippers, Lakers. Not really the Kings, though. Not really the Kings. Oh, going to be honest hater. with you. Oh, gosh. Be on, I, know, I know you're a Kings fan. Uh, you know, growing up watching basketball, watching football, getting into it. Uh, basketball is a great sport because, you know, it doesn't matter – who you are, what you look like, you can play basketball, you can shoot. Oh, we, we know, the people at the gym know that for sure. Oh, huh? yeah, they, they know my name around there. Yeah, yeah, you know. they, they started calling me Steve Narsh. Uh, Steve Nash, <laughs> about my height, so it worked out. Yeah, he's like 4'11 or something. Back-to-back MVP. Yeah, on those courts, we might as well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think you kind of re- reignited this uh, passion to talk about basketball, I mean, I've always uh, been keeping up with basketball, mainly playoff basketball, you know, little little regular season uh, you know, me and some of my friends, we like to keep up, but, uh, now this season though, I'm excited to watch the regular season. I'm watching the preseason, you know, you got me watching the preseason, watching third stringers ball out against each yeah. other. I'm like, what's going, what's, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Name is Kata on the Sacramento Kings dropping like 15 points. It's like, what, oh, am I, yeah. what highlights am I watching right now? <laughs> Instead of doing my homework, I'm watching these scrubs play basketball. Yeah, taking notes for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Great. So what about you though? Um, yeah, I guess my, my background a little bit is I started playing basketball around middle school, a close friend of mine, Evan Ferris. So shout out to the Ferris family, really big basketball family. I grew up in this kid's house, basically. Um, huge Laker family. So some of their families from LA and some of their families from Pittsburgh. So they're Pittsburgh Steelers fans for football and LA Laker fans Mm -hmm. for basketball. And so I grew up watching a lot of Lakers stuff. So I'm a very big Kobe Bryant fan. Then I got around to picking my favorite team. 
also similar to yourself, I'm from Vegas, so we don't really have a team. We don't really have anything directly tied to the city. And so I, I'm not even kidding with you right now, 12, 13 years old in middle school. I'm like, I'm going to pick a team. Like, I need something to attach myself to. I go through and start looking at all the logos of the teams, and I see that old Sacramento Kings logo, that, like, 2011, 2010 logo, that old, that Metal World Peace logo, mm -hmm. Kevin Martin logo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, purple, black, silver. I was like, I think I need, I think that's my favorite team. Now, it turns out I picked the worst team to I, I, I follow the Terrible. worst team. The biggest playoff drought in the NBA right now. I think they have the biggest playoff drought in, in North American sports. After the Mariners, yep. Gosh. This, Mariners it's, ended it. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. But, yeah, I've always been a big, big Kings fan. I've just been following the team since then. I was really big into Boogie and Isaiah Thomas mm -hmm. when they were there. Um, I was, like, super big on our young prospects that became nothing, like Ben McLemore and Thomas Robinson. I've always just followed the Kings, so I've always cared enough to know that we were the worst team in the league, basically. But I got some hope this year. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the pod. Yeah, for sure. But that's my background in, like, NBA. I've always just followed it. I played basketball throughout middle school, high school. Um, was never really the best at the sport. And so right around my junior year of high school, I stopped playing it, like, on teams. I stopped playing it. And I just started doing, like, rec league stuff, just going to the gym and hooping with friends. I'm pretty good. I would say I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid for somebody that looks like me. I'm obviously like the queerest person in the gym, but hey, Dennis Rodman could hoop, so so can oh, I, you facts. know what I mean? Um, and I think I mean, when, when we're in the gym together, Braden, I think we're like 11 and 2 or 12 and 2 when we're All on I the same team. I know is we don't lose. Yeah, we never lose. When we go to the gym, we're just, we just literally mop kids. We're like those NBA jam teams, you know, the two on two. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're our own team. And, and we go up and challenge people. We're like, you want to run twos? And these kids are like, yeah. Oh my, yes. Six foot. Yeah, you know, yeah. Going against these guys. They're like, oh, heck yeah. And then we're just going crazy. <laughs> Nothing's crazy. better. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, having conversations with you about basketball has really gotten me into it as well. This is yeah. the first year I've ever had league pass. I, I got the NBA league pass this year just to watch games. And so just been keeping up and I was like, let's start a podcast. So that's why we're here now at Dimes and Rhymes. I was that kid growing up that, that collected sports cards. So, you know, I had the basketball court cards, you know, the LeBron with the little jersey <laughs> no, on it, no you know, way. to get the, the jersey mesh on the it. The felt. Was, yeah, yeah, no yeah. I was shot. collecting the basketball, the, the football cards, me and my brother, you know, trading each other the basketball what? cards. I got, I got like Kevin Durant's rookie card. Whoa, like the Kevin Sonics, Durant like a Sonics yes, Durant. Yes. No I way. Do. I do. That's I have, crazy. I have a LeBron rookie card. Those are worth something. They're Where are they? Something. Oh, <laughs> gone. I don't think I should say my address on this podcast. <laughs> Cast into the fire. Yeah, all the, the millions of people that are tuning in, right? <laughs> Somebody just shows up to your house type, and you're like, no, go home, actually. Got the LeBron card? Um, hey, yo, you got that LBJ card? I'll, I'll buy it off you 50 bucks right now. 50 bucks? How crazy would they, they start scalping your old cards? Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah, your mom and dad are like, why are these random people showing up to our house? I think they followed our Instagram the other day. <laughs> I, it popped up. I was like, yo, the Toy Bells, they're following us. <laughs> yeah, my mom following the podcast? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of our background in basketball. Um, in music, I'm a big music fan. I, I had a music uh, show with Wolfpack Radio for about two years, actually. And so it's a big passion of mine is just sharing music with people. And I could probably talk about it all day, but we got dimes and rhymes. So talk about some basketball as well, but... I love music. It's a huge passion of mine, and um, I've always just followed music and constantly consumed music. So, what about yours? I play a lot of music as well. Growing up, I I quit basketball to actually play music. I joined like the pep band and stuff like that mm. in high school. Well, I played music in middle school uh, for a few years, but uh, you know, tried to play a little guitar, tried to play a different few instruments, um, 
but mainly it was like when I got into high school, I started discovering my own music taste. Because uh, my parents don't really listen to a whole lot of music. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of people get their influence from. Right. Uh, my brother and sister only listen to like, you know, one or two genres. So once I got into high school and started meeting new people and experiencing new music, my music taste is kind of all over the place now. You know, every day is different. Every hour is kind of different for me. Right. Um, you know, I've just been trying to explore that a little bit. But as we said, it's kind of secondary to hoops here. So right. it's, it's a little, it's like complimentary. I think we could find a good way to tie it in. Right. And, and we're going to start, um, later on in the year, we're probably going to focus on like teams. Like we might focus on like a specific conference, um, and we might play music from that area. And so that's yeah, a little yeah. bit where rhymes will tie into our dimes and rhymes podcast. And For so sure. our next segment here, we're going to talk about some of the teams that we like to follow now mm-hmm. in the NBA. What are, what are some teams that you're watching? Like your favorite team and then. What are some teams that you're like, I always tune in. Like, I need to keep updated with this team. Or players. People always ask me, uh, what's your favorite team? And I have a favorite team in every other sport other than basketball. Ooh. I'm a players guy. Okay. I like players. You know, I follow players to their teams. I support them. Uh, I think it's more fun that way, honestly. When I was a kid, though, not even as a kid, uh, Lob City Lob City Cl- Clippers. Whoa. Became a Clippers fan right there. Yeah, that was team was a Clippers is wild. fan for a few years. Not gonna lie. Uh, more recently, the Bucks have been fun to watch. But before they were, before they were like one and two seed, when they were like eight seed, uh, back when know, Giannis was running point, you, yeah. you know, a little bit after that though, like they were still good though. Uh, I own a lot of jerseys. You know, you see me with LeBron jersey, Warriors jersey, Bucks right. jersey. Uh, I just like basketball merch, jerseys. I'm not really a, a, a sole diehard fan for right. a certain team. Right. But right now. You know, I'm watching the Bucks. I'm watching the Lakers. You know, I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan, wherever he at fan. Yeah. You know, where he at. Where What's your favorite at? team? It's like, where he at? It's like, where's that? It's like, no, where's LeBron at? Yeah, like, where's that's LeBron my at? Team. Yeah. Yeah, I can follow that. Okay. Um, for me right now, I think I'm obviously the Kings. I'm very high on the Kings this year. I think that it's very possible with, um, with what the, you know, the cards being dealt. I think De'Aaron has a serious chance to be a first time all-star this year. I, I'm watching him in preseason. I'm like, oh. He he's going to be dominating this year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there's going to there's going to need to be injuries, which I've never want to. I would never wish for. Like I really wish that all of our players would be healthy the entire year. But just with how the league has been going, if there are some injuries to some of the higher end players, I can see De'Aaron slipping in as like a first time All Star, which would be really exciting. Yeah, so I'm following sure. the Kings. Love. A, I'm a big Kings fan. But in terms of teams, I'm also a little bit of a player person. I'm really into following players i'm a huge Giannis fan i was always big on Giannis before i could even pronounce his name um when i was younger like 2013 2014 when he was picked i was like oh i love this player Mm -hmm. so i've been following the bucks pretty heavily um i follow the heat pretty regularly i've always been a really big fan of like the post lebron heat teams um when it was like bosh and wade and Goran Dragic and yep. I was always a big fan of watching that team because they're always competitive like they have no reason to be so competitive but they're always trying to fight for a playoff spot good coaching yeah I like that and so been following the heat for a few years and this year honestly I'll, I'll be very honest with you I'm watching a lot of Grizzlies games this Ooh. year seriously uh Jaw is the most exciting player to watch in the league um and there's just something about that energy and that team is good Desmond Bain that team is just really good so yeah, I've been watching a lot sure. of Grizz games the last team I'd probably mention is probably the Pelicans. Um, I'm a big fan of their bench. Uh, a lot of the players on their bench are a lot of their younger players. I'm just a big fan of. I'm a big Brandon Ingram fan. Zion's awesome. Jose Alvarado's so much fun to watch. 
Um, I I just have been following their team for a while, especially this past year. That playoff run they had recently was so much fun, and so yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to keep up with that team throughout this year. But those are probably the teams team. I've probably the teams I follow the most. I think uh, uh, if I had to pick a team though this year, I think I'm going to pick the Mavericks. Whoa! For my favorite team, not to win. I'm not I'm not going for okay. predictions here, okay. but uh, you know I like blue and white teams. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay, okay. Uh, you know UNR is blue and white. Dallas Mavericks. I like their green color scheme too. Yeah, that's a cool. And uh, except for those yucky jerseys from uh, like a few years ago. Ooh, the cartoon well, ones. Well. Big. L. And and also uh, Jaden Hardy from my high school. He's oh, on, he's on the Mavericks now. So really, I, you know, that's someone that I've seen in real life that I can, you know, say he's in the NBA and right. I know him. Uh, I don't talk to him, but you know, <laughs> he don't know you. He don't know me. Yeah, no, he, no, he's, he's not listening school, to this though. pod. I tell you that right now. No, he's playing in the preseason right now. He's giving buckets to Luca. Yeah, yeah, he kind of has to. Um, that team's going to be scary. It's going to be a good team. A lot of people have been. We'll talk about it a little later on, but I yeah. think losing Brunson was big, but getting Wood and mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie can kind of fill in those roles. Like I, I think that team's going to be really good. Um, really fun to watch as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so kind of our favorite NBA teams. We're going to talk a little bit about. The Western Conference records predictions right now. We're, we're looking at, um, according to yesterday's Vegas line, so we literally just pulled up the line from the Vegas betting, uh, and we're like, all right, well, what do they say these teams are going to win? If we had to put money on teams, are we betting over? Are we betting under? Yep. So we're going to go in terms of – we're probably going to jump around a little bit. Is that okay with you? That's fine. I think I sent you the list That's by fine. record. Right um, but we're just going to jump around a little bit and see – just talk about different teams at different times. Okay. I'm and very it- interested – on your thoughts, I'm looking at a team here, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is odd. Why are they? Why are they here?" Let me hear it. The New Orleans Pelicans. The line yesterday had them at 44 and a half, which is two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in the play-in. They have them in the play-in, 44 and a half. That's what the line says. What are I your think thoughts this on is that? obviously betting over on this. I'm, I'm obviously going to bet over. Um, you know, they they got some guys that are unbelievably talented good at basketball um you know maybe they don't know how to play together very well yet but i don't think that really is going to matter in the regular season i think this is a i think this team can be a regular season a great regular season team and if zion says you know what he really says what he he thinks he really is um i i don't see why this team wouldn't be as good as honestly the mavs or the grizzlies I completely agree with you. I'm super over on this team. Um, where were they the six seed last year? Is that what they were at? Six seed? Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Like they're like right around the playing spot. They have everything that they had last year plus Zion Williamson. Yep. Um, there's some like Zion is a dark horse for um, Zion's a dark horse for MVP. Yeah. Um, and so I seriously think that, um, you know, we, we're having some serious conversations about zion really making that step up and and showing everybody that he is that guy he was averaging 27 for a little bit and so um he seriously has the potential to be the best player in the league actually um and i don't think that's a a super crazy claim i think that is a pretty legitimate claim so zion i'm gonna take his ability to play basketball hopefully he plays at least 60 games 58 games i mean and look at his supporting role players you know you got brandon ingram who give you a bucket? Uh, you got uh, Jose Alvarado, probably coming off the bench. Uh, I assume. I, I would assume so. Yeah. 
uh, CJ McCollum, great player. Uh, you know, even I was, I was watching the preseason game that they just played. Uh, who did they play? Um, now I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, Jackson Hayes, oh young guy, gosh. showing up. Unreal. He's absolutely unreal. Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm super over. I'm I'm probably guessing that they're gonna win uh, closer to 50 games, uh, 48, 49 games. I can see that pretty easily. They still have a no. Steven Adams not anymore, right? No, 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 no. He's not on that team anymore. But they have Kira Lewis. I think he is in talks for like most improved player of the league. Um, Hernan Gomez is unbelievable, mm. and he's coming off a really big high um, this preseason. Herb Jones Herb is Jones. an All Defense candidate. Um, one of the best rookie defenders of all time, literally, like probably top 10 best defenders of any rookie class. Mm-hmm. Um, McCollum will drop a bucket. Trey Murphy's been looking unreal this preseason. He's been looking like he's going to take that backup forward role. Um, then you still got players like Valentin, Larry Nance, Larry Nance, um, Garrett Temple. It's It's just a team that is stacked to win, seriously. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's shocking that they're that low on that, on that odd sheet. And Vegas is a huge, like Zion fan. They, they love Zion over in the Vegas, the, the betting. So I'm just shocked that they have them basically in the play. I think I understand though. I I think without Zion that, that I don't know about this team. I don't know. I, I disagree. I I would say without Zion, they might be a play in team at 46 wins, 45 wins. So with Zion, I'm like. The West is super competitive. They're, I think they're going to be pushing around 50 wins, actually. that's I just think I'm really high on the Pelicans. With Zion, though. With Zion. There are deeper teams. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that he... Well, that there are much more deeper teams, and we'll get into that. But um, I think the Pelicans are better than the Lakers, though. Yes. And in this, my opinion. Well, let, let's talk about the Lakers then, right? Los let's Angeles Lakers. Lakers. It has Pelicans at 44.5. This line has Los Angeles Lakers at 45.5. That's interesting, having the Lakers a spot up. Yep. Then the Pelicans. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the same problem with the Lakers this season is going to be the same problem they had last season, which is they can't shoot threes. This team cannot shoot threes. And in in today's game, that's that's what you need. You can't you can't be outscoring people with just feeding AD uh and LeBron carrying every game. Uh I think the game they played yesterday against the Timberwolves, they had like 18 missed threes in a row or something like yeah, that something even more ridiculous yeah. which is just unreal i mean they picked up patrick beverly which is not not increasing their threes i'm not saying that's a bad pickup i like that pickup but as far as for their problems yeah they needed to get that same defense they had when they won in the bubble right so they did make their defense better but you know i, I mean i like kendrick nunn um they I'm got a- dennis schroeder back but none of these guys are, are can shoot yeah i they're like high clip bucket getters and it's odd to have that kind of vibe when you're playing with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook. It's like, yeah, why don't you have like three and D guys off the bench? And they think they were trying to do that a little bit. Like you have um uh JTA, right, from Golden State, you have Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah. He's a little bit of a three and D guy, mostly a defensive uh guy that can kind of like stretch the wing a little bit. He's more of an athlete than he is a shooter. Yeah. I mean, Austin Reeves can shoot. Yeah, he's been looking but, pretty good this preseason. You know, pre-season. they don't have that, like, KCP, uh, Danny Green. No. They, they don't have that. They picked up Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. I, I mean, was like, he's a great wing defender. But what is he going to do for – you can't play him with Westbrook or Beverly. When is he going to play? 
Yeah. You have to play him when he's with none because none can shoot. But like none is a high like he's going to shoot a lot of shots. He's going to look to shoot 10 shots. And yep. so you're like, what is Lonnie Walker going to do, do then? Like he's like an athlete. I don't know why he's on the court. Um, I like the Thomas Bryant pickup. I'm a big Thomas Bryant fan. Good to see him back on the Lakers. That's where he started at. Um, Wish it was Kobe, though. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to see, um, you know, Thomas coming back onto that team after some solid years with Washington. And so, but there's not much here that I'm looking at the roster. There's not much that gets me excited other than the Schroeder pickup is cool. He balled out in the, yeah. in the FIBA uh, this summer, but... Nothing that special. There's nothing here that I'm like, whoa, this team. I'm going under. I would bet under 45 and a half. I, w- I also put under uh, for me. I do want to bring up, though, uh, a lot of the media attention with you know Russell Westbrook not being in the huddle. I want to give my thoughts on that. This team, they like, they like This team knows the media attention is all on them. The spotlight is on them. There's no problem with Russell Westbrook not being in that huddle. That There's no team chemistry problems. It's going to be the same team as last year, just with the two new guys that are maybe mix up the chemistry a little bit. But everyone's over-exaggerating with, with Russell Westbrook. He's still going to go out there and play hard. He's going to ball out. I think he's going to have a better season than he had last season. This team is still not very good, though. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a big Westbrook fan. I think that he gets a lot of hate that he really just doesn't deserve to get. Um, I think that if Westbrook was serious, like took the mellow stance and was like, down to come off the bench i think this team could seriously compete because i think he would probably he would be the best bench player in the league actually if he was willing to come off the bench because patrick beverly is just a better shooter and so beverly should be out there with lebron and davis but or none's a better shooter none should be out there with lebron and davis so i don't know what they're looking to do with their lineups and we see them testing out a lot of weird lineups right now like austin reeves is running point in the preseason and then Lonnie Walker is out there and he's the only guard out there. It's like Lonnie Walker and then Wenyon Gabriel, well, LeBron coach, James, so. Anthony Davis, some weird lineups. And so I'm very interested to see what they run with. I'm a big Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham fan. Right. And so I think they have some serious potential, but 45 and a half, I just am like, I don't know if they're going to, they might go even 42, 42. But then every, every time I say that I get a flashback to the bubble of LeBron and AD oh, just being unstoppable. They have been looking like AD is looking good. You know, all it takes is like one good AD game for the media to say, this team's winning the championship. This team's, you know, this team's having a deep playoff run. Yeah, I can see that too. One good AD game. He's he's looked really good this this preseason. He's been looking like, oh, wow, this might be Pelicans Davis type beat. Uh, But he hasn't played over 60 games since since 2017, Mm. since he was on the Pelicans. Like he just doesn't play doesn't play games um and i just hope his health can be better and he can be out there on the floor but if that's a consistent thing like it's been for the past five six years i just don't know if this team can compete with just lebron out there with just westbrook and and beverly like there's just a weird combination of people that are not that elite of shooters um yeah and so unless some of these players take huge steps up i just i would go under on 45 and a half all right so what about the next team you got any uh some of these we might be pretty quick on. I'm going to go Houston Rockets here. We have them winning 23 and a half. Hmm. Houston Rockets. I think the, I think that might be about right, honestly. Okay. Um, I have no strong feelings on the Rockets. So I you think, think they're going to win 23 or 24 games is what you're saying? Because that's what the line is saying. They're going to be at 23 or at 24. I think they'll be better than the Thunder. 
I think they'll have a better record than the Thunder, who's right above them at 23 and a half. Yeah. So the same, they have the same. Um, so I'd, I'd say over, um, but barely. Yeah. But barely. I agree with you. I'd say barely over. They have a lot of younger talent that I think wants to compete. Yeah. Um, watching KPJ and Jalen Green this uh, preseason, I've, I'm like, whoa, I might watch a Rockets game or two. Like uh-huh. they are jumping out of the gym and. It's just fun to watch them compete like that. A little bit of the same reason why the Grizzlies are so much fun to watch. So I'd say, yeah, I'm a big fan of that team as well. But other but, than Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., it's like who's on that team? Who's on that team? Uz- Uzman Garuba, um, Eric Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. He'd be on the Lakers right now. There, there's a reason why uh, this team is predicted to not be very good. Yeah. No, this isn't a team that you should be betting on for sure. Um, I'd say over maybe by a game and a half, they yeah. might win 25 or 24 games. That's my bet. Um, this isn't a confident bet though. That's not something I would ever put money on. Right. I just don't have a lot of confidence in that. Um, because they could easily be much worse than that. Yeah. Uh, I like Jabari Smith. I think he's going to have a good year this year. Um, and I'll be very honest with you. I would love to see, them win the lottery and Victor Weminyama goes to the Houston Rockets. He'd be really cool with that team. <laughs> he would be. There's some other teams that I'd I think love there'd to be some other teams with. that'd be a better fit, but yeah. But he'd be cool on that team with Jalen Green, KPJ, Kenyon Martin Jr., Josh Christopher, some like athletes. Yeah. And then you have somebody like Victor Weminyama who is like everything. And so right. it'd be a cool team to see him on, but they're not winning no games this year. 25 at most. That's my bet. Yep. Going to go, once again, into a pretty quick one here. The Los Angeles Clippers at 52.5. I like this. Um, my prediction to win the West, kind of between, for me, was the Nuggets and the Clippers. I got the Clippers winning the West. Ooh. Um, like like best record or getting out the West? They're going to have the best record. Okay. Getting out the West, uh, you know, that's a conversation for another time. but. Right. Uh, best record I got the Clippers they, they're they're deep they play well together I like Tyron Lue um, you know that their, their preseason I like how their their starters have been out there playing hard uh, they seem like they have it together they have a lot of the same guys they've had for the last couple of years so it's not like they're developing anything new so uh, it, it, I think that what do you what do you think I I would agree with you I'd say that um I have the Clippers with the second best record in the West right now. Um, I'd still probably say over, though. I think they're probably going to push uh, probably 55 or 56 games. Um, and the team that I have winning the West is probably going to be 57 games, like not maybe much better. Who do you have winning the West? I have Denver Nuggets winning the West. Okay. Um, that's probably that, that's the That's what deepest. I had battling, too. Yeah, that's the deepest teams. team in the league, in my personal opinion. And on theirs, we'll probably talk about them next. Uh, theirs is a super undershot. But yeah. Clippers, 52 and a half. It's going to be a fun team. John Wall is going to come back really hot. Yep. Kawhi Leonard is top 10 player in the league. Paul George is top 15, top 20 player in the league. Um, and that team has so much young, good talent. Not yep. just like young, like Love casually. Terrence Mann. Oh my goodness. I'm a huge Terrence Mann fan. Love Brandon Boston is like yep. a bucket. Um, there's just a lot of teams there that I think can seriously compete. And I think that, um, sorry, it's a lot of players there that yep. I think can seriously compete and I think that it's going to be a really big team to watch. I think a lot of pl- a lot of people will say that. They're big on the Clippers yeah. right now. I think yeah. the Clippers are right now projected to win the West and to go to the NBA yeah. Finals. And that's um, a fair prediction. I'm fine with that. 
I am as well. I think I'm pretty comfortable with that. But let's go right into the Nuggets then. Yeah, let's uh, talk I think about we, the we both got over. We definitely both have yeah. over for that. The Nuggets are 49 and a half, Come on. under 50. Come on. What are we talking about out here? We acting like Jokic hasn't played. What's Jokic can go three peat. I think it's very possible. Jokic goes out there and plays every game, every minute, and wins games. <laughs> he didn't have Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. Or Jamal Murray. And he carried them into the playoffs, yep. competed. But they only got better. And their team did not lose anything. Zeke Naji is going to be a serious competitor this year. They have Jamal Murray back. They have Michael Porter Jr. back. They have Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. They have these players. They just have a team that is built to win, actually. And so Aaron to, Gordon. Look at, yeah, to look at a team that is um, – so so over and it has him under 50 games is just shocking uh but like i said true hoop fans are big uh Jokic fans i think that's a pretty like standard and now that aaron have. gordon doesn't have to you know have the rock and try to score on offense uh they, he can go back into that defensive role maybe rebounding you know getting putbacks you know jamal murray can come back uh Michael Porter Jr. can come back and, and fill that role. KCP so, is on that KCP, team now. KCP, he had a great preseason game um, if you watched that yesterday. Nothing is, nothing is more fun than seeing – have you seen that meme where KCP is looking at the finals MVP trophy? Like no. He's just like looking at it. <laughs> it's like that's KCP. Like he's just a playoff performer. Yeah. He's not going to do anything crazy during the regular season, but he just turns on when you're in the playoffs. You can just get him the rock and he can hit that three. He can get in the lane and dunk on people. He can be a really great wing defender. He's always been that guy, and so – you have Jeff Green, who's somehow in the league still. He can compete. Bones so Highland. What do you mean somehow in the league? Come on, Uncle Jeff. Hey, Uncle Jeff is good. He he gets up still. He's got like a thirty-eight inch vertical. He's still. still a good player. Yeah, he can. Hoop. And he, he's. I'm sure he's great for the locker room. Yeah. Honestly, Bones Highland is unreal. He's yep. like the modern day Jamal Crawford. Um, the only weird part I have on this is like who's really backing up Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't trust DeAndre Jordan. I don't know if you've been watching any preseason games, but like, what is he doing on the court Nothing. actually? Um, his Lob City days are over. I'd be watching him run around. And I'm like, whoa, they might need to sign me, and I'll run this. I'll run the five because I don't think he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah. And so that's why I think Zeke Naji is going to take a real step up. They need a bigger wing to kind of fill in that big role, and it's not going to be MPJ. He's too thin, and he's a shooter. So Zeke Naji, he can shoot the three. He can get inside, be aggressive. I think he's going to have a good year. He's like a low-key dark horse for most improved player, um, but they low-key messed that up that award up by giving it to jaw last year mm. because now if you check the bet like the, the the books right now in vegas they have like zion williamson winning the award like with the highest prediction oh. i'm like zion williamson he was the first pick in the draft for real. why is he why is he even consi- he's supposed to be good why is he considered for most improved it should be players like uh danny granger or like when Giannis. You yeah know. Or Julius Randle when he fell out of the league and right. then came back all of a sudden it should be players like that i don't know I why People like that are in the conversation, but Nuggets super over 49 and a half is super low for them. Next team, this is going to be probably another pretty quick one to talk about, San Antonio Spurs. They're fine where they're at or even lower. Yeah, they have 22 and a half. Um, I'm no, going under. No comments on, on this team because I, I have nothing to say. Yeah, you're just going to, you're pulling a Popovich, huh? What did Popovich say? Pulling out Tim Duncan. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Well, Giannis is like, where is Tim Duncan? <laughs> but Popovich is like, don't bet on this team. Actually, don't bet on this team. Yeah. They have nobody. Their best player is Keldon Johnson, question mark? Jakob Portal, question mark? Who? Who? Who's on this team? Um, Couldn't tell you. Josh, J- Josh Primo is going to get minutes. <laughs> what the hell is going on? 
He's like an actual prospect. He's somebody that the Toronto Raptors should be developing right now, but he's going to be playing 20 minutes a game. With the when San the Spurs experience. beat the Lakers, you know it's going to be all over Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, that team is so odd, and I, I, I'm probably not going to watch a single Spurs game because they're already not that exciting to watch. Yeah, no. And um, I would love to see... I think Victor Webanyama might be a cool fit there because they build bigs really well over in San Antonio, but mm-hmm. I ain't watching a Spurs game this season under 22 and a half. That is going to be the worst team in the West. That's For my real. prediction. Next up, we have probably another simple team, Utah Jazz, 24 and a half. What do you have for them? Uh, Jazz. I got the Jazz going under. I don't think the Jazz are very good. I'd say maybe maybe 22, maybe maybe 23. Right around what they predicted is fine. Right. Uh, I mean, I, what do you think? What's your idea? They're going to ship out Conley. They're going to ship out Bogdanovich. Their team is going to get uh, thinner for sure. Yep. They're definitely tanking. They are looking to tank. Um, they're looking to have a bad year, actually. And so I think they're fine with that. Um, yeah, and they're fine with that. They kind of want to get away from this limbo that they've been stuck in with that go bear mitchell combo mm-hmm. they shipped both of them this offseason the yep. mitchell one really had me shocked because i knew go bear was going to be gone but mitchell to i the thought Cavs. they were going to bring in some supporting players for mitchell yeah and mitchell to the Cavs. i was like whoa i thought he would go to new york if anything but it just happened randomly um but looking at the package i was like dang sexton's gonna have a good year yeah. he might win most improved he's a serious candidate but Team's not going to be competing that hard. They're just going to... Mike Conley forgot how to play basketball. Yeah, they're just going to grind it out and trade for some picks and some young prospects and and lose. I still think the Spurs are going to be worse than them because it sounds like Popovich is already ready to tank. I agree. It sounds like Popovich is already ready to tank right now, but I think they're going to be the second worst team in the the West. I just don't see them winning 24 and a half. I'd go under. They're not going to win that many. Uh, Another pretty quick one. Going to go with... The Phoenix Suns. Definitely under the 52 and a half they yeah. got here. 52 and a half. I would say they're probably going to be at that. F- they're going In my mind, I view them a lot like the Pelicans. I see their rosters very similarly. Um, but the Pelicans got a lot of young guys that need to yeah, grow to, I was gonna say, together. That, and the Suns have a lot of older guys right. that have been together for years that are kind of getting sick of it. Yeah. And so they're probably going to be around that 51 mark, just like I think the Pelicans will be. The, the the Suns are frustrated, but not in like a vengeful way, in like a we're, we're falling apart frustrated yeah. way. And all the stuff that's happening with like their ownership and the owner is yeah. basically going to have to sell the team at this point because he's like a horrible person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so Jay Crowder wants out. Chris Paul, you know, you, you just can't rely on him to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, if, if that was a guarantee, then that would be a different conversation. But every season he's always getting hel- uh, hurt, you know. I think last season was like his hand or his fingers or something, and he was out for a few weeks. Aiden doesn't look that excited to be there. It seems like he didn't want to get uh, extended. Like right. that's, they were like, "How do you feel?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited." It's like, "What? Yeah, dude, you just got a bag." But he wished that bag was in Indiana or not Phoenix. Right. And so, um, I think that they're just going to have some tensions in that locker room, and I'm very interested to see. Might be how another that Devin works Booker out. show yeah. over there. And so. and D book is unreal. He's such a great player, but that's just going to be so tough for them. So still think they're going to be good. You know, they they know how to win games. That's been shown in the last few years. So I'm just going to say under 52 and a half. Yeah, don't have an exact number where I think they'd be at, but I think they'd be worse than the Nuggets and the Clippers. Yeah, I agree. So I think they're probably going to be the three or four seed. Um, probably the four seed after the Warriors, who I think is going to be my three seed. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about the Warriors. We haven't talked about the Warriors yet, right? 
Yeah. So it has the Warriors 51 and a half. This is a pretty hot button topic right now. Um, yeah, geez, Golden State. What are you thinking? I'm going to go under. Whoa, um, really? Okay. But just by a, a slight margin. I, I'd put them at my four seed. Okay. I'd put them at my four seed. Okay. Um, you know, they lost a lot of their pieces that can, you know, trade in for Curry and Clay and kind of take minutes, uh, but still keep the game close. And, you know, I kind of just worry about, you know, I know they're a great team and they just won and they're coming off that hot. But, um, you know, I don't know if they still have that that fire that some of these other teams might have to win. Okay. I can see that perspective. I I, I think Poole's going to take a big jump this year, actually. Um, he already took a big jump last year. Yeah, he got well. He got jumped recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to call it. Yeah, that. yeah, he got dropped. Knocked actually. out. That was a wild clip to watch. And I'm not um, even bothered by that. That doesn't affect my decision on how they're going to perform. Yeah, no. Draymond's going to stay with That's them for the year. Um, we can talk about that in just a sec. But I think Poole's going to take a big jump. Um, I think he's going to be the second best player on this team after Curry. Clay's going to come back and be a fantastic player. Uh, just getting back into the rhythm after his injury. Yeah. Um, Draymond's still the best passer on that team. He's not the playmaker Curry is, but he's the best passer on that team. He runs the mm-hmm. offense. Um, I'm really looking for Wiseman and Kuminga to take a big jump. Kuminga's looked really, really good in the preseason. Wiseman's been looking like, all right. Yeah. Um, but Kuminga, I'm like, whoa, he, he has a shot to be like that guy for this team. If they run Draymond at the five, Kuminga could step into the starting lineup when Andrew Wiggins needs to take a break or when yeah. Clay Thompson is hurt. Like, you mm-hmm. can have somebody like Kuminga that can take a step in, but Wiggins is still yeah. a beast. I mean, I mean, if Wiseman, you know, shows up and Wiseman is that that player they need him to be, there's no reason they shouldn't be, you know, a two or a three seed. But, you know, it's it's kind of been iffy watching him play, whether or not right. he can fulfill that role. I'm, I'm just really high on Wiggins as a three and D guy. Probably yeah. top three best uh, two-way players in the league. All-star Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Andrew, all-star starter. All-star starter. That was wild. When that happened, I was like, this is... Best Canadian player in the league. Right now? Who else is from Canada? Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. (laughs) Andrew Wiggins. That's all I got. What'd they call him? Maple Jordan? Is that his nickname? I think so. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, I'm really high on. Wiseman, I like. Kuminga, I'm really high on. Uh, They have Jermichael Green, like a good three-point shooter from the wing. Um, I don't really think they need to have a really deep team because they're so top heavy. Yeah. Um, I have them at my three, 51 and a half. I'm going to say they're probably going to win 52, 53 games. So I'm going to go over just slightly. That's valid. That's valid. But, um, yeah, probably my three seed behind the Nuggets and the Clippers. Going to go. Some of these teams are so controversial because they're all at the same number. So let's get out some of these easier ones. The OKC Thunder. Hmm. 23 and a half. So this is the same that they had the Rockets They're about at. right right there. I'm fine with that. I'm going under pretty confidently as well. They're going to have as low of a record as probably the Jazz, and that's because their coach doesn't play SGA straight mm. up. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is in the top 10 best like playmaking guards in the league, but they just don't play him. They want to lose games. Um which is odd because Chet and Victor, I just don't think that's a good fit. I don't really want to see two lanky dudes running the perimeter. That's just going to be weird. It might be cool, actually. I don't know. but um, Don't forget about Josh Giddy. Yeah, Giddy's crazy. Triple-double. SGA. I don't know. SGA just reminds me of DeJounte Murray, where he's like a little bit, t- he's like a little bit too old to be on this team that's rebuilding. 
I'm sure they're probably going to look to trade him throughout the year or throughout next year. He's like in his mid to late 20s, like 25, 26-ish area. Yeah. Where they're like, you're not young enough for our rebuild, which is crazy because he's unbelievable. They just don't play him. They just straight up pull him out fourth quarter, and then they'll lose by 30. And so I have super under. I think that they're going to be bad on purpose. Hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to be as bad as the Spurs because they have a lot of young and talent that can compete. The Spurs don't have those players. They're they're already predicted to be the third worst. So right. I mean, I think they'll probably be the second or third worst spot. Like Jazz, Spurs, the Rockets will have a better record than them. Okay. Um, Because the Rockets just seem like they're a little bit more fiery. But the Thunder, they'll just take them out. They'll just take SGA, who's obviously their best player. I don't agree in that practice, but that's what they've been doing. So. Yeah. It's egregious, but it's what they've been doing. They want to tank. Next up, this is going to be a pretty interesting one. When I saw this, I was like, really? 39.5? Portland Trailblazers winning thir- 39.5. What are your thoughts on that? This one's tough here. Because um, looking at the teams around it, it's like the, the Pelicans are the next best team listed on this, this over-under list, which feels a little foul. Um you just really never know with the Blazers. I feel like that's a team I would not bet on. It's a team I, I really couldn't predict. I'm going under. I'm going under. I'm a pretty confident under. With these teams that are going over, we have Nuggets going over big time, Clippers going over big time. Yeah. Some of these teams got to go under, and it's going to be teams like the. Portland Do you have the Trail Kings Blazers. winning more games than the the Blazers? Oh God. Um. Yeah. It. I do. Oh. I think the Kings are a playing team. I think they're going to sneak in and they're going to grab. They're going to be the ninth seed and they're going to win two games i would love to see that i would love to see that's what i want that's what i want so badly but yeah the kings are at 33 and a half and the trailblazers at 39 and a half i just think that's so foul um this line was obviously made with the season in mind but the kings are the only undefeated team in the preseason right now and those people playing De'Aaron fox is like running the court demontis sabonis is like nobody can stop him yeah davion mitchell looks like a beast uh, Keegan Murray's probably going to win Rookie of the, year. of the Year. I don't know if he's going to be the superstar of this draft. I don't know if he's going to be like the standout. I think that Paolo mm-hmm. will probably be the standout um, like three years from now. But mm-hmm. the most ready right now for the NBA and the person that has the role to fill a big wing next to Harrison Barnes is Keegan, and he's going to fill that role. He looks on. Unre- he looks like he is a man in a boy's world. Um, okay. And so. That's probably going to be my like hot take of this entire podcast, but I think Keegan will. I'm a Kings fan, so obviously I'm biased, but I think yeah. he's probably going to win Rookie of the Year or be top three for sure. Um, yeah, that team is just built to really be competitive. And then I look at the Trailblazers, and I'm like, dude, they'd be dogging Damian Lillard so bad. Yeah, I wish he would get out. He's just too loyal. But it's like frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. It it just like pisses me as a basketball fan to watch somebody as good as him just go through the absolute worst treatment. He'll, like, drag his team to the Western Conference Finals, and then the year after, they don't care about him. Yep. They really don't care about him. And so it's it pisses me off, but 39.5, I think, is over what they're going to win. They're going to go much lower than that. They're going to be mid to low 30s. Okay. They're going to be a bad team. Okay. Kings, we're talking about them, 33.5. I have them over. I'll put them over, too. Okay. I'll go over. I like that roster. Um. I can talk about them all day, so I'm interested to hear your perspective, but they just got a lot of guys that can play on that team. A no, lot of people – like I look at this team and I'm like, dang, if this player was on the Lakers, it would complete the Lakers. But yeah. there's three of them on the Kings, so I'm like, dang, if you have enough of those guys on the Kings, they might be playoff competitive. Yeah. And so I'm hoping we end that drought this year 
slip in as like a ninth or an eighth seed and then win the play-in tournament and solidify that spot. Barnes is... If not this year, maybe next year? Um, I'd probably say, yeah. If not this year, probably next year. But okay. Barnes is super consistent. Yeah. Keegan is unreal. Davion Mitchell is probably the best defensive backup guard in the league other than Jose Alvarado. Um, and maybe Gary Payne the second. Uh, Malik Monk is unreal. Malik Monk's probably not even going to start. That's what's crazy. Terrence Davis is probably going to start. Malik Monk coming off the bench. <laughs> this kid's dropping 14 a game, 13 a game off the bench probably. Like, yeah, He'd be perfect with the Lakers right now, but he's with the Kings. And so Kevin Herter Malik also. Malik Monk would be perfect with the Lakers? I think so, yeah. Somebody that can put up shots I on think the I've wing. I have seen that before. Right. Kevin Herter would be perfect on the Lakers right now, right? He's on the Kings, though. He's a literally— Kevin Herter would be good on the Lakers. Yeah, crazy wow. three-point shooter. But he's going to be splitting starting minutes with Terrence Davis, probably. So hmm. just an unreal team. Rashawn Holmes is our backup center. Rashawn Holmes is a starting quality center on most teams in this league, especially with how the center game is looking. He can shoot the mid-range. Yeah. He can stretch out a little bit. But he's our backup because we have Sabonis. So I'm very big on this team. I think they're going to win way more than 33.5. They're probably going to hover— Right around 50%, 42-42, probably a little under that, to be honest. But I think that's enough with how competitive the West will be. I think that's enough to slip into the play-in. Okay. We'll see. Awesome. We got three teams left on our list here. Which one would you like to talk about first? Let's got go. Grizz, with... Mavericks, Timberwolves, and I think they're all pretty controversial. Let's go with the Grizz. I'm going to go over the 48.5. 48.5 over. I'm going to go over. This is tough because I'm, I'm putting these teams over, but it's not really adding up. Uh, maybe over by just a sm- slight margin. Um, I see this team being a 4 or 5 seed. And, you know, Jaws getting better every season. They're, they're, they're getting better each and every season. So, um it was really exciting to watch them in the playoffs last year, but it was quite a bit of the John ja Morant show. And, you know, a team that, you know, fundamentally plays together is is going to learn how to play against the John ja Morant show. Right. So um, I'm not talking about playoffs, but just regular season. Uh, they can, they're going to win some games. So, you know, I say four seed, five seed maybe is fine. Uh, what they're at right now for the Vegas odds I like. What do you think? I... I think they're probably going to be oh – God, when I'm looking at these last three teams, I have the Dallas Mavericks over the Grizzlies. I'll be honest with you. I like that team more than the Grizzlies team. Okay. And that Timberwolves team I feel like is going to be so I said I was going to support the Mavericks this season. So Right. Um, I have the Grizzlies probably right around there, maybe a little bit under. Okay. Um, super competitive team for sure. Ooh, for sure. Like, I think that they have a serious chance to win a lot of games, especially against those Eastern Conference teams that I just don't think are nearly as competitive. The yeah. East is obviously weaker I mean, than it's the crazy. Right look, at, look at their seed last year. The Grizzlies? What were they? Uh, I'm pretty sure they were, like, the one of the top seeds, weren't they? I believe so. Let me check real quick. Um, what, are you, what were they at last year in the playoffs? Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. Might have to pull that one up. They were the five seed last year. So, you know, I think it's fine where they put them at. It makes sense. It adds up. And they put on a show. They are fun. Like I said, they're going to be a team I'm watching this year for sure. Um, But, yeah, it's just tough with that team. They're not as deep as I would want them to be. Their starting five is unreal, obviously. But after their starting five, it's like, 
Brandon Clark can hoop and is a really good backup. Yeah. Um, Tyus Jones is like one of the most consistent point guards in the league. Backup point guards. Danny um, Green. Yeah, whatever. Zaire Williams is cool. Uh, Xavier Tillman's cool, I guess. Like, is a big. He's like Stephen Adams Jr. Yeah. Um, but their starting five is unreal, actually. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, yep. uh, Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams, Stephen John Adams. Morant. Um, and who else would be starting on they the? They got a. They got Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks. But he, he's not gonna. I mean, Desmond Bain. So. Yeah, but like their their top five is wild. They're super top heavy, but yeah, they're not as top. Like when I look at the Warriors, their top heavy is three All Stars, most improved player in the league, and Jonathan Kuminga. You know what I mean? They're they're a lot better than than top heavy compared to this team. Yeah, and then looking at this team, it's like Jaw top heavy, Bain top heavy. After that, it's like who who else is on this? Who else is like that guy? It's just not. There's I mean, a they lot got of their really rookie Lofton and. I like Lofton. He's fun to watch, but he's he's not definitely not going to like change the dynamic of this team. Yeah, it's, it's you it, know he'll add a little bit, but like Roddy, David Roddy's like pretty fun to watch. He's been really cool to watch, but it's like, uh, mm, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be following. Like Santi Aldama is like he's cool. He's a really cool guy, but he's not going to be changing any of what right. the dynamic of this team right. is. They're going to be a five six seed in my mind. Yeah, let's go into the Mavericks and the Mavericks. The Mavericks might be better. I think you might be right. I'm saying Mavericks are higher. Um, they're probably going to be – they have them at 48.5, by the way. So 48.5 for the Mavericks. And I was like, they're going to be 50-51. Um, the West is so competitive this year compared to the East. And that Mavericks team I don't think got worse. People were saying they're going to be a playing team. I was like, ooh, I think they're going to be the fifth seed. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to have a pretty solid record. They're going to be fun to watch for sure. They lost Brunson, which is so tough. But they have Tim Hardaway Jr., super consistent, will drop a bucket. They have JaVale McGee. They picked up JaVale. Yep. Dallas is going to love JaVale. They're going to be such big JaVale fans. I can already see that. I think every team that JaVale's on, they love him. Right. Christian Wood, who is unreal. If Christian Wood comes off the bench, if he makes that decision and says, JaVale, start, I'm going to come off the bench, he will win six man of the year. I'm making that claim now. Seriously. Wow. Okay, you heard it here first. He's a bucket getter. From UNLV, from Vegas. From Vegas, yeah. He's unreal. Um, he knows how to score. He kind of has that like mindset right now where he's like, I – fought so hard to be a starter i can't not be a starter now but it's like dude and it's so weird to see is the teams that he's always on like make it pretty far right like finals <laughs> he's been on a few teams that have just gone so far yeah when he was on the bucks and stuff like that yeah he's on the uh he's on the suns yeah uh he's in the Cavs or was it the warriors one of those but they're in the finals what is what is is very serious about um you know being that starter but i was like dude if you come off the bench I think you're going to be unstoppable, <laughs> actually. And so, um, and then we got Jaden Hardy, steal oh, of the draft. God. I think so, too. Yeah. You know, put him, put him in when Luka needs a break. Right. Spencer Dinwiddie, unreal. I think he can fit that role that Brunson kind of left. Everyone was like, Brunson's gone. This team is screwed. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I think Dinwiddie can put up. Like, he, he just has been injured for a few years, but he can seriously compete. Luka's obviously. Reggie's somehow reestablished himself as one of the best 3 and D players in the league. He fell out for like two or three years. We're like, where is he? And now he's back. He's, he's got back. the crazy hairdo, just dropping buckets. Josh Green looks good this year. Um, Dwight Powell, finally not the starting center. Like they've just, <laughs> they've just seriously improved. And so I, I Pete, they lost Brunson, which is a big loss because he's really great. But all their small improvements, Wood and McGee and 
given some more time to Dinwiddie. Yeah, I mean, if you could find a way to make Luka not have to score 45 points and still win games, uh, then they did their job. So I think I think they did a good job filling that gap. All right, we got one good. last team here to let's, talk let's about. Let's hear it, let's hear it. Got the Minnesota Timberwolves at 48.5, which, according to this, is the eighth seed. If we were taking it by exactly what this was giving us, they would be the wait one two three four five six seven the seventh seed. I'm sorry, they the would be the seed seventh at 48 seed. Forty eight and a half. Forty eight and a half, which is wild. What are you thinking there? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm not high on that big three, that big four. You might even say. Mm. Um, but D'Lo, I don't know. He's been uh, scaring me. A little I mean, bit. at least he can shoot threes, which they need from that big three. Um, but I don't know. I the Timberwolves you feel like on paper could be like unstoppable, but then, you know, you watch it in practice and it's just not there. And, you know, we've already seen what Rudy Gobert does. Uh, we've already seen what Carl Anthony town does. We, we, you know, we've seen this before. I, I don't think we should be too high on this team. I think if you're too high on this team, you, you're, you're overstretching yourself. You're over, you're overestimating this team. I would, I would, I think they're probably right at that mark. I, I'm estimating that they probably win 47 this year. Yeah. Um. So slightly under, um, not like super under. I think they're going to be a really good regular season team. They're going to be like competing constantly to win games, but that's just because they have a lot of players that are seriously competitive. But when we break it down and look at it, it's like I don't know if D'Lo is going to be good enough running that guard position. Yeah. Um, I like the big pairing. I like Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Everything Towns is bad at, Gobert is the best at. And everything Gobert can't do at all, Towns is one of the best at. And so I think that's a great pairing for the bigs. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, great player. But, but when they're not you know, playing without... together, I don't know if they complement each other. They right. don't – like if Towns isn't in – if it's like Nas Reed with Gobert, there's a huge hole. Um, right. And without going through the whole lineup, you know, I think just fundamentally you could just kind of – see how each of these players play individually and and see kind of how they were last year on their teams. I mean, I might be surprised because, you know, Rudy Gobert might might be a different player on this team. might be a different system for him. But They're the biggest wild card. I'm a big Rudy Gobert fan. I think he gets a lot of hate. He's, yeah. he's like, wild, and some of it is, like, he's doing dumb stuff and he deserves it. But, like, people think that he's a bad player, actually. Yeah, no, no, no. That, he's that's unreal. Like, FIBA... He goes crazy in the FIBA every year because the rules are a little bit different, so he's a little bit more of an offensive threat in that kind of league. But defensively, he's probably the best interior defender we've had in the past decade, half decade. And so, um, yeah, he's fantastic. He really wasn't getting a fair shot in Utah because Donovan Mitchell is just such a bad perimeter defender. They were playing with people that would literally just let people to the rim. Yeah. And so he would have to match up. He would have to jump. But then you just dish it out to the corner and hit a three. So. It's really easy to pick them apart on the Jazz. I think they're going to look better on the Timberwolves team, but it's not going to be too impressive. They're just such a wild card in my mind. I can see them doing really bad, actually. I think Rudy Gobert might bite a little easy, you know, on those fakes, but, you know, I, I think they're fine where they're at, honestly. Yeah, I think I think that's a good pick right around that 47 win. 48.5 is you know, just slightly The West is stacked. It's stacked. Compared to the East, the East is, ooh, not looking good. Like There's other be than teams. other than three or four teams in the West, every team would they're, you're gonna watch good basketball. Yeah, every, yeah. Other than like those bottom, I would say yeah. Utah, the Spurs, OKC, the Thunder, and Houston, and, and the Rockets will give you a few couple entertaining games. And I think the Thunder would too if they would play their best players. Yeah, actually. maybe. 
Yeah. But they don't. Utah, don't tune into no Utah games this year. San Antonio, don't yeah. tune in. If you're not a fan of that team, don't be watching their games. Unless you want to watch LeBron run over people or Giannis right. jump over people. But that's not a game you should be tuning into. Um, next week, we're going to talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference and our predictions with those teams. Um, yeah, but that kind of wraps up our basketball segment of the show today. Today, we're just going to end off today with some of our favorite tracks we've been listening to. Just a list of like two or three tracks we're listening to. Next week, we're going to have a little bit more of a structure with our music. We're going to start picking out specific cities, specific places that we're going to feature each day. Um, but some tracks I've been listening to just to put on some of our fans here. Been really into some like low-key hip-hop. Been listening to Step to My Girl by Souls of Mischief. So oh, shout out to... love that song. Shout out, shout out to Amanda for that song. She sent it to me. Love she's that like, song. She's like, you love Doom. Like, you're going to love this. And it was really dope. Shout um, out to my boy, Jaden. He, he loves that song. He put me on that, that song a couple months ago when so I was down good. in Vegas. He's like, you got to listen to this song, man. I've obviously been on my MF Doom kick. I'm a big MF Doom fan. I've been listening to this song called 141 Million Miles by the Micronauts. It's like unknown. It's got like a thousand listens on Spotify. It's so good. And so if you're really into that like low-key hip-hop, that's a good vibe. Yeah. been listening to Medusa by Sky High. Um, you've probably heard it on TikTok. It's like a popular, there's like a bunch of beat switches in there. It's like the guy doesn't know how to make music, but makes great music by not knowing. Okay. Um, and the last but not least is just a classic. I'm going to go with some Aphex Twin. I've been listening to a lot of his like beat mixes. So I've been listening to a song called Film by Aphex Twin. It's sick. He's like a old school electronic artist, but makes like this it's like almost electronic hip-hop it's pretty cool so i think it's worth definitely checking out those are definitely the recommendations i have doom obviously a big fan so i'll always recommend doom but those are what i got for you today what do you got Braden? well i don't really have a lot of specific songs i was i was kind of coming with more of like a you know this is the genre i'm listening to this month um october november is always my 90s grunge kick so Ooh. uh you know as soon as october hits i'm listening to the 90s grunge you know I'm going to give you just like some examples, you know, anything with Chris Cornell, any of those super groups, you know, uh, any super group with him as the, as the lead singer, you're going to be in, in good situation, you know, Temple of the Dog, uh, you know, anything with him, uh, Soundgarden. And then, um, Bush is probably my favorite nineties grunge band. So if you haven't heard any Bush, you need to open Spotify right now. Um, as far as like, you know, I've been in the gym Listen to some tracks. Something that always has been hidden in the last couple of days. Um, Action Bronson. Oh my god. One of my favorites. He knows Unreal. how to sample. His songs sound amazing. He's so good. He's super um, doomy though. Super doomy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's super underrated. I mean he has a he has a cult following though. You know, he has a lot of people that love him, but he should have more listeners. Listen to Jaguar, Cocoa Butter, right. Acting Crazy. Those are some songs. You you're gonna be impressed. You're gonna be uh you know, shocked by some of the samples. MF Doom esque for sure. Yeah, um, and he's he's talked about a bunch of Doom stuff, like when Doom passed away. Action Bronson was big yeah, on Doom. Yeah, so that's my recommendations for the week. That's all I got, though. Awesome, y'all. So thank you for tuning in to Dimes and Rhymes with the one and only Braden. Yes. And Trace. And Trace. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Like like we said earlier, you can tune in. Follow Fridays. us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. We're going to start posting those reels. You know, when you we were going through Instagram and those podcast reels pop up and you have to watch it. Yes. That's going to be us. You're going to be watching our reels. It's about time. Um, when we get that figured out. Yeah, when we get that, when we get a camera up in the studio. For real. You know what I mean? Actually, we're trying to do it with our phones and that's a fail. That's the fail of the day, for real. 
Um, that's my hot take. We need a camera. <laughs> that's not a hot take. No, it's happening. That's a cold take. Everybody thinks that. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in, y'all. You can tune in Fridays at 1 p.m. If you miss us on your lunch break, you can tune in Saturdays at 9 p.m. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for listening to our hoops. If you ever want to be on the podcast, got some ideas you want us to talk about, text us on our Instagram. You can follow us at dimes underscore rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's where to connect with us. That's First one can, in the books. Yeah, first one in the books, and you're going to be seeing many more throughout the entire year. If you ever want to come talk about some hoops or got anything you want to talk about music-related, we're the place to be. We're, we yeah. got a third mic here. We're, we'll pull you on. We need some knowledge. We need some knowledge. You need to learn us real quick, some learning. Mm-hmm. Awesome, y'all. We're going to tune you out here with some MF Doom playing us with some rhymes. Peace.